for WEEI Football Sunday with Super Bowl champion Jermaine Wiggins alongside Rich Keith. WEEI Football Sunday is co-sponsored by Zudi. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial. By New England Recovery Center in Westboro, where recovery is possible. By your local New England Kubota tractor dealers. By Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at Needco.com. By Catches Law Group, the personal injury pros at CatchesLaw.com. And by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer. Now, broadcasting live from Helix Esports Gaming Center at Patriot Place. Here's Keith and Wiggy on WEEI. Well, happy new year and welcome into WEEI Football Sunday, broadcasting from Helix Esports at Patriot Place, just steps away from Gillette Stadium, where the 7 and 8 Patriots will take on the 8 and 7 Miami Dolphins, kickoff at 1 o'clock. No Gresh today. So it is Keith, Wiggy, and Kyrie Thompson from WEEI.com. Fellas, how are you? Uh, happy New Year. Yeah. Wonderfully. 2023. Let's see if we can kick it off with Best year yet. All right. Let- so far. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Pats haven't lost yeah. in 2023. They yeah. haven't lost in 2023. We, we all survived New Year's Eve. Right. We We're made it. Here. We're here. And my Bulldogs won last night, so I am happy about that. We'll we, get a college football Steam, minute. Steaming a little bit, though. Yeah, he is. Gresh yeah. isn't here, so usually no. Gresh is my college football guy. Rich. We'll get there because those were some crazy games. Wow. Both of them were pretty wild. Amazing. So we'll, we'll get to those a little bit. But this is supposed to be a huge game. Does it feel like a huge game? This is a playoff spot is essentially mm. on the line. This is a playoff game. This is a playoff game. Yes. A playoff game. But to me, I mean, maybe the <laughs> records are part of it. Maybe it's how they're playing. It just doesn't have that same vibe like it should. I, You know what? I, I kind of get that feeling a little bit as well. And I wonder if it's like the two, you, you sprinkle in the Tua injury. Yep. Um, and I, I think from the, then you got like a bunch of injuries for the Patriots, and you're thinking like, ah. and it has that playoff atmosphere. Atmosphere, but I also think the biggest thing is Buffalo next week in yeah. Buffalo. So it's <laughs> yeah. almost like even though it, 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 you know, it is a playoff game in the sense like win or go home, you're kind of like, oh. You got Buffalo next week, and that kind of takes some wind out of oh, your yeah. sail. Yeah, and, and to me. The, the feeling I have, honestly, I can't shake it, is that this season has an expiration date, and it's either going to be next week yeah. or it's going to be the week after. And, and see, yeah, they if they win today. This gr- week and then next week. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so it's like, great. They win today. Yep. I mean, yeah, you give yourself a chance. That's, that's right all there. you can do in the situation. Right. You control your destiny, all that good stuff. But – it's like people are like, oh, yeah, I don't think Buffalo's going to have anything to play for. They probably they might, will. They might. Most, no, no. They, they most likely why, will. No, no. Yeah. Why, I don't know why people are even saying that. Buffalo is the number one seed, correct? Am I? Am I yeah, and am, they don't want to give it yeah, up. So Buffalo's the number one seed. Yeah, there's only one bye. Yeah, there's one bye. You, they have Cincinnati tomorrow. Kansas City has the Broncos. Denver, and then next week I think they have the Raiders. So there's no way Kansas City is losing these last two weeks of the, the season. So Buffalo, if you're the Buffalo Bills, you look at it and go, we would much rather have home field in Kansas yes. City. There's no way that Buffalo is taking their foot off the gas next nope. week. Nope. Because even if they do win, 
they know that Kansas City is playing. I, I think it, I think they're playing the Raiders, but they're playing a crappy team. Yeah, the other because Raiders in division. Yes, yes. Broncos and Raiders. So they know. So Kansas City knows we cannot. We I mean, excuse me. Buffalo knows like we can't take our foot off the gas and go. All right, we're going to rest players in because now if you flip that and you lose uh, to the Patriots next week, and now Kansas City's the number one seed. You now know that you got to go to Kansas City, and no one wants to play on the road in the AFC yeah. Championship. If you're Buffalo, you want to be hosting that game. No, in reality, the season and, probably ended when Chandler Jones stiff-armed Matt yes, Jones yeah. and ran into the end zone on one of the craziest plays you'll ever see in your life. That's probably when the season ended. Yeah. Well, because, the, you know, the, the thing is, like, or you could say it ended when Ramondre Stevenson <laughs> fumbled that ball. Yep. Yeah. Also, it's it's, it's yeah. like, God, yeah. two weeks in a row. Yeah, no, they've had they've had some head scratching losses for sure. And, and the other thing that you have to look at is what people don't realize is you, you're sitting there at eight wins. If well, you win, yeah, if, if you, you win, win today, if you win today, excuse me, um, if you win today, Baltimore's already got ten. Yep. And the Chargers, the team that you're hoping for, that they because they got nine wins, you're hoping that. Okay. No, Chargers are in. Chargers are in. Chargers switch. Yeah, yeah, because of the what were the time right. they're, the, they're and, in. And so the, not, yeah, they're and nine the, and six. The Chargers in. are nine. They play the Rams today, so you are now like basically fighting with Miami for that spot. For the seventh seed. For the seventh seed. So as of right now, Miami has the seven. Yep. New England, the Jets, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and the Raiders are all mathematically still in it. Yes. So two weeks to play, those teams are all fighting for each other. But you have a head-to-head right now with Miami, and at eight and eight, you could jump up there. Yeah, as and crazy I think, as it is. And I yes. think, yeah. and, I, and I and I remember <laughs> as bad as they've played. And I remember seeing this is that you you own the best tiebreaker out of the uh, um, the Jets. Pittsburgh, and I believe it's the other team that has, oh, just the Jets and Pittsburgh at eight wins. So if you finish the season with the same record as all those other teams, you'll have the tiebreaker, and you obviously will have the tiebreaker over Miami. Right, but like you said, you got to beat Buffalo. Not not that we're getting moving past this game. There's plenty to break down with this game with all the injuries and everything else. And then there's also, I think, just as a Patriots fan, there's the thought of whoever the seventh seed is, your reward is going to be going to either Buffalo, Kansas City, or Cincinnati to get just blown yeah, you, out you in the are, wild card round. You are playing for the right <laughs> for a first round exit. Yes, just yeah. like just like you were last right. year. And so there's this part where again, I feel like it, it's like the sequel to a movie you didn't really enjoy that much the first time. Like, yeah, it was fine. You know, you, you had some good parts in the middle there, but right. you got you got waxed last year in the wild card, and then you didn't have. You didn't have nearly the jump you wanted to have. No. And so, and so it's, it's essentially the same thing, right, yeah. when you think about it. One in, like one in three start. You go ahead and you pick up a bunch of wins in the middle of the season. Everybody thinks you're rolling. And then at the end, you're stumbling. And, and you might backdoor your way into this, but right. in the end, it's going to end the same. But, Wiggy, you made the point, I think, a couple of weeks ago about mm-hmm. the player's mindset of – yeah, you might be on one of these teams right now that's right. seven and eight. You know you're not going to win the Super Bowl, but you're thinking, yeah. you know what? I get a little extra money. I get an extra check, yeah. right? Like, extra, so that yeah. is motivation. Playoff check. Oh yeah, that's definitely motivation. Like if you're if you're the Pats and you're sitting here right now, you're you're looking at it like. All right, and I know guys are always like, all right, we're focused on the schedule. I mean, we're not looking ahead. Believe oh, yeah, me, right. they know every single scenario just like <laughs> we know it. Uh, you probably even know it better. So if you're sitting here and you're in New England and you're in that locker room, you understand the importance of this game because you're probably telling yourself, all right, even if we beat Miami, if we beat Miami that gives us eight wins. And even if we lose to Buffalo next week, Miami's playing the Jets, mm-hmm. so one of those other teams, uh, and we hold the tiebreaker because it oh, looks, the Jets, yeah. yeah, it looks like 
you might have three or f- you might have three teams that are all sitting there. The seven seed might get in at eight and nine. Oh yeah, and you're if, gonna have a pile of eight and nine. Teams. Right. Yeah. And so if you're if you're the team that's sitting there with at eight and nine yeah. with everybody else, you Terrible. know that you're in the driver's seat of making the playoffs and getting that extra week. So I think they're looking at the importance of more or less this game, knowing that okay, if we win this game. Then even if we lose to Buffalo, we're still in a really good chance because the Jets and and, and like I said, the Jets yeah. and Miami got to play mm-hmm. each other. You obviously know that Pittsburgh's got to play Baltimore, so you're starting to look at those teams that have eight losses and going, okay, we're in a good position. Tennessee has nine losses, so some of those teams that ultimately could end up with the same record as you, you're in a better position than they are, and that's why you understand the importance of this game, even if you lose to Buffalo next week. Yeah, because I believe the one scenario, or I believe the scenario is, so if if they lose, so, so if they win against Miami, they lose against Buffalo. Well, then the Jets have to beat Miami mm-hmm. so that so they finish 8-9, and nine, and the Steelers cannot get to nine wins. Right. Right, obviously. Because, like... I, they need. They're going to need a lot of help, right? Uh, obviously, at the same time, I mean, so that, that's one reason to watch tonight's game, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, Ra- Ravens Steelers, because yeah. at first you're kind of looking at like oh, Lamar's not playing. No. Am I really that interested in this game? It could matter, right? No, so it's what the league clearly wanted by adding the seventh playoff team, and yeah. all of a sudden, it's week so seventeen and eighteen, though. all these seven and eight. Teams it's like that's the record, or I'm even not, the nine lost teams still have. Yeah, a you're, you're still paying attention. Like, oh, that's right. actually a big game, and you're like, it kind of shouldn't be. One question that got brought up the last couple of weeks, and I'm kind of surprised, is the whole idea. And this is maybe more of a fan question: just do you want this team to even make the playoffs, considering they're going to get blown out? At least that's the feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's way too late to get a super high draft pick. So well, Shime did bring up Lane. I give Shime right. a lot of credit. All right. yeah. he, he did say if you ultimately lose these next two games, that you might fall somewhere in the top ten. As far as you got, you got, you got a. Vi- it depends on because there are a bunch of teams that are like six and nine. Right. So as of right now, if you if you ended up seven and ten, a, a, seven and, and ten. ten. You're looking at somewhere in the like probably nine to twelve range if everything falls right. Right. So there, there is a backdoor okay. chance. Right. There's so, a backdoor chance. To right. Would you so, rather have uh, the number nine pick in the draft? Yep. And no playoff game, uh-huh. or for some of these guys, some of the young guys, right. a playoff game. Right. So more a playoff experience, More whatever that's worth, and I guess like the fifth, like the seventeenth pick. So you're telling me which backdoor would I rather go in? <laughs> That's so, what I'm asking. <laughs> I would asking. much rather go in the back door of being a team that has potentially the ninth pick in the draft. Yeah. Because I can care less about getting waxed in the playoffs. And so there, is there nothing to that? Like, no. I'm not, I don't know. No, there's so, that. so Mac Jones makes the playoffs as a rookie, gets smoked. Yeah. And if he has a second playoff game versus not a playoff game, you no, think it, does, it, nothing matters. No, there? it doesn't right. really matter because I think at that point, you know, the, the, like the playoff experience is – one thing when you go deep into the playoffs, but when you're getting smoked in the first yeah. round, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, what What experience have you really learned? It feels like they would be massive underdogs yeah. against whoever well, they play. Well, think right? about this. If they get yeah. in at Buffalo, this double, uh, probably, that's who they're going to get. Digits. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Well, and you already know, like, for people who might not really know all this crap that's going on because it, it gives you a popsicle headache. You're either going to – if you end up at the seventh seed, you're either going to get Buffalo, Kansas yeah. City, or Cincinnati. Right. At their location, so <laughs> yeah. either way, yeah. it's no. not. This gonna... is this is the last home game of the year. Like they make the playoffs, no, does right. not matter. This is it. You are not coming back to Gillette. Right. Now, so, one so I would rather go in the in the back door of the draft. And I think one 
bonus that not only maybe do you get a top 10 pick, but I think there has to be changes if you miss the playoffs. Oh, Whereas yeah. if you coaching make the changes, playoffs, like coaching, yes. yeah, yeah, and I know that we've talked about it all year long, yeah. but I feel like you can't ignore it. You probably can't ignore it anyway, like yeah. just watching the, the offense, watching the regression of the quarterback, but if you miss the playoffs, it is an impossible sell yeah. to tell Robert Kraft that, yeah, 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 Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are back in the same roles. Right. Like you can't, you cannot I mean, do it. It, it, was, it was like that probably seven games ago, but, yeah. but at the same time, it's like if you're holding on to any thought that, oh yeah, this offense might get better as the year goes Stop on, it. It, it, it's like it has literally not gotten Let it go. better. It's, it's, like, it's like worse? the, it's it's like the dove times. at the wedding. Let it go. <laughs> yes, but, it, 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 it has gotten worse. The mistakes have become more egregious yeah. with every week that goes by because right. you're not learning. Right, and that. that's why I said, Rich, I think it's so, I, for me, it's so much more important to lose these next two games and then potentially have the you know potentially have the opportunity to maybe fall nine or ten because yeah. what that does falling nine or ten does for me it now then goes okay it gives Bill the opportunity yep, to trade down well gives him an opportunity to trade down and draft another guard yeah and then we can all celebrate the first yeah round. well yeah see I I think that is probably the more likely <laughs> thing that happens but me the ultimate optimist right. optimist mm-hmm. would be like okay if they're sitting there at nine. They could trade up. It'd be easier to trade up to, say, six or even five mm-hmm. to get that surefire guy that you know you wanted. Because there are going to be tackle prospects available there. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like the thing, too, is. I got a prospect for you on that one. Oh, I would love it. So <laughs> the other thing is you've got three quarterbacks. At least the, the, the big buzz is that you're going to have three quarterbacks yeah. probably going in the top ten. Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud should be no doubters to me. Will Levis, talking about, oh, he could be the first you know, pick in the draft or, or what have you. If there are three quarterbacks in the top ten, that means that good players are right. getting pushed down the board. So, yes, more quarterbacks. That means you've got Hello. more. Are the Patriots one of those teams that would look at a quarterback? Yeah, but I, mm, See, you see, have they, to start asking this, that question. They, you do. They, yeah, they, I, I feel like you officially they, do. This yeah. is where I would go. Forget about the offensive lineman. If you're going tra- to draft anybody in the top ten, it better be a wide receiver, right? Here's, I understand why. <laughs> here's the interesting part of where if you're in, like if you're in the top ten and you want to move up to number five, that maybe you can sneak back door and get you one of those quarterbacks. Because do not be surprised if Bill Belichick does not get a call from Josh McDaniels about, hey, what do I got to do to get Mac Jones, right? Yeah. And starting and, Jared Stidham today. So, right, exactly. Yeah, 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 so yeah. you know they're moving on from Derek Carr. Oh, they, clearly. And if they move already on, have. And if they move on from him before February 15th, it's only like $5 million of a hit. That's, that's the buzz. So, is, right. It's going to be right after the Super Bowl. So what ends up happening is now if you're at nine, maybe you want Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Now think about how much easier it might be potentially right. for you to get up there and get one of those So guys. let's get into this. A couple of questions as it relates to Mac Jones. Again, monster game for the Patriots as yep. well today against the Dolphins as they still have a, a decent enough shot at the playoffs. But Mac Jones' future, I think, is in question, and the debate on just how dirty a player he is mm-hmm. has also been brought up over right. the last couple of weeks. So we'll get to all that coming up here on WEI Football Sunday. Right now, let's go back to the uh, WEI headquarters with Ethan, who's got trending. <laughs> Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. 
Trending now brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi, that's Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. Week 17 of the NFL continues on today as your New England Patriots get set to face the Miami Dolphins here at Gillette Stadium. Notable inactives include Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, Jonu Smith, and Devontae Parker with Hunter Henry, Ramondre Stevenson, Jalen Mills, Tyquan Thornton, and Jonathan Jones all listed as questionable. In the college football world, the national title game has been officially set as TCU was able to hold off a comeback attempt by Michigan 51 to 45. Meanwhile, Georgia was able to rally in the fourth quarter against Ohio State, putting up 18 points in that fourth quarter to help them win 42 to 41. Ohio State was missed a field goal wide left as time expired to ultimately lose that game. Your Boston Bruins falling 4-3 in overtime to the Buffalo Sabres yesterday. Alex Tuck put the Bruins away with 107 left in overtime to lead the Sabres past the Bruins. The Bruins now set to play the Pittsburgh Penguins for the Winter Classic tomorrow at 2 p.m. right here at Fenway Park. And your Boston Celtics are in action tonight after a couple of days off. They're in Denver to play the Nuggets. Tip-off for that game is set for 8 p.m. I'm Nathan Ursadulu, and that's what's trending here at WEI and WEI.com. We're back here on WEI Football Sunday. It is week 17. Patriots, wow. Dolphins kicking off at 1 o'clock. Pats are 7 and 8. Dolphins holding on to the uh, final wild card spot in the AFC at 8 and 7. Pats are, I think, last check, three point favorites. Uh, no Gresh today, so it's Keith Wiggy and Kyrie Thompson from WEI.com. And we're asking about Mac Jones. How confident are you? And, Wiggy, I know you've discussed this on the morning show uh-huh. at length throughout the year. But now that we've got a pretty good sample size into this season, what's the confidence level that he is, without a doubt, the starting quarterback next season for this team? Okay, so without a doubt, the starting uh, I would say next season I'd probably put him at about uh, 80 to 85%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As a I, would, I would agree. I think yeah. it's worth asking the question. Right. Last year at this time, it would be stupid to ask. It would be insanely stupid. Yeah, he yeah. was a, a rookie on his way to the playoffs, right. and he was uh, runner-up and rookie of the year, and you're like, oh, this guy's just going to keep getting better, and this is great. And this year, it obviously hasn't been the case. Now, what's around him is a mess. Right. So it's hard to fully really grade or judge this guy at times but because should, of everything going around. But should that number be at 85%? Uh, going into it, if, if you say, okay, you ask the, you know, the starting quarterback, you know, first round pick quarterback mm-hmm. after two years, I mean, I, I Zach, get, Wil- Zach Wilson's the one guy that his number is way gonna, lower. Right? I was, right. I was going to yeah, ask yeah. what yeah. percentage is going to be, which I, I feel Zach like Wilson, I think people wanted out. Of, I think people wanted out of Baker Mayfield after year two. I think they wanted out of Josh Allen after yeah. year two. Foye used to be like, man, get that Josh Allen. He stinks. After year one, he was like, "This kid." Well, but he at least got better. You could see it. Like so, Mac Jones is a different. Yes, Mac Jones is more like Baker Mayfield and Daniel Jones. Where year two was worse than his rookie year. Right. Like, oh wait a minute, this isn't going the right way. And it's way worse. It's way worse. You're like, whoa. And it's I understand. Doesn't look like the same guy. Yeah, and I understand. It's like, okay, how much? And Kyrie and I were talking about this off the air. How much is it the play calling that has made him? that much worse right you know what i'm saying like i know i do yeah it's 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 tough so is he like like, let's say he's had a let's say he's had a 70 percent drop off is matt patricia like 68 percent of the reason (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah might be see there's a part where i 
maybe he's more like 50%. Okay. Because I think that there are certain things, and again, I noticed this even back in training camp, where, yeah, I get it, things are not – Perfect. Yep. There's, a, there's a lot of mess going on. Guys are running it. Like, I mean, even back then, that was killing me when they'd be doing trips, routes, concepts. Uh-huh. And you have guys, like, bumping into each other or, like, looking at – they stop in the middle of the play and be like, wait, why are you doing that? And but Matt Jones the, is just like, hey, great, that's not a play at all. It, it's a, it, and Max's like, okay, I got to run now. Yeah. Um, but, but I think there, there were even just footwork things right. and mechanic things where I'm just like, that's in your control. Like, right. You don't need to, to kind of act panicky You're like a that. pro now. But, but I will say – the third down concepts to start that game last week were just absolutely like Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith running into each other. Amazing. Zach, uh, Mac, Mac Jones calling the, the screen on the next one, kind of audibling because they had, they had off coverage on that one. They're like, okay, let's go ahead and get the screen. Easy throw first down. And nobody's looking for the ball. Like, okay, great. What am I supposed to do? The, but see, to me, like that's not on Matt Patricia. When two guys run into each other, that's on the players. <laughs> There's no way that was the play call. Right, right. You two guys take each other out. Right, because I know if, if, if you even, – even if you have limited knowledge – I mean, even if I grab a kid off the street who's, sure. who's only played flag football – I'm not a Helix Esports here. Grab him right, right off the Call video game. Yeah. Right off the video game and say, hey, listen, you play Madden. Yeah. He knows, hey, if I'm going to design an in concept – I'm going to, let's say, run it at 12 yards. And if I'm going to have the other guy running an out, I'm going to say let's run that at five or six yards. Mm-hmm. Now it's on the player to make sure he ain't running his in route at eight and the guy running his out route at eight. So that is on the player. When two guys run into each other, you know, they always say, I don't get this concept. Like I hear Dan um, or Olavsky say this all the time. Like, what is this concept? You got three guys in the same area. Matt Patricia, what are you doing? Well, it's probably not on Matt Patricia. It's probably on the guys who are running the routes, who are not getting the proper depth. And so either way, and, and, that, and that happens a lot, where they, yeah. where they screw the depth up or they screw up the leverage or they invite coverage into them. Mm-hmm. Like, that happens all the time. So that's part of it where, listen, I don't think Mac Jones is ever going to be an all-pro quarterback. Right. But no. the combination of the play calling right. and the receivers running into each other, like, it's, I don't know what quarterback would come in here and light it up with that no. combination. No, no. And, then, and then it's all like the play call, like, on Matt Patricia's like, why are you calling a five-yard out when it's third and eight? Oh, that, they that, lead the league in uh, <laughs> one yard short on third down. Like that, to me, is the play call. Yeah. Like that's, yes. That, that yes. is then on the player. Guys being in the same area or bumping into each other is on the players. If you really want to get, you know, you know, I like to go my uh, deep in the weeds football sure. one-on-one. Yeah. one-on-one. That, to me, is when you're looking at this stuff. So when you're looking at – that's why I said how much of the regression – would you put on the plate of because let's say if but you, I do wonder if some of that also has affected his overall play and not that he has the yips but if he's just like a little skittish because there are times too where everyone's like oh look how bad the offensive line is and you're like well he could step up in the pocket right like how many times does Mac Jones like just keep like falling back falling back falling back yeah. runs into a sack or throws it away and you're like you know what it wasn't perfect but you had an opportunity as an NFL quarterback right. to take two steps up and make a throw if you had a good like if you had an offensive coordinator here let's say it was Nick Kelly. Right? Yeah. Let's yeah. say they hired Nick Kelly at the beginning of the year just to, you know, because everybody goes Billy O'Brien or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, Let's yeah. just say they hired a guy with an offensive background. How much does that make a difference with what you've seen as far as Mac Jones having some of the yips? Kyrie, you talked about having bad footwork. Like, how much of what are you then going to see? Because I think it, people instantly think, all right, once you put Mac Jones in there, he's Joe Burrow. Yeah, and, and see, that that's where you got to be careful about. It, mm-hmm. it could be better. Maybe some of the details are better. I don't know. But this idea that 
yeah, insert competent offensive coordinator here just means that all of a sudden Mac Jones is definitely a top 10 quarterback. We got to adjust our expectations right. with that kind of thing. Another thing, though, that I, I find interesting is how much of the predictability, I think, or, or, or just, just some of the concepts, some of the things are, are frustrating the players, mm-hmm. frustrating Mac Jones, because, again, they lead the, the – I mean, if they don't lead the league, they are up there in percentage of shotgun, and people keep pointing this out. Generally, when they're in shotgun, they ain't running the ball. No. And generally, when they're under center, they ain't throwing it. But it's so – see, the league has changed from when I play to what it is now. And I, and I saw this study on it, and it's like – 75%, 80% of the league, they're in the majority shotgun. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they're in in college. Now they, I mean, even they, I mean, they can't even do quarterback sneaks no more because they're never on the center right, in college, yeah, right? right? So right, yeah. when you look at the league as a whole, the majority of teams, and Mac Jones was the one beating on the drum saying, hey, we need to run RPO. Well, let me tell you something. Somebody who's played in the league, you can't run RPO from on the center. So. No. These guys want to be in shotgun. Well, you could, but Aaron – see, that's the thing. Only, like, Aaron Rodgers yeah, well, they, is, 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 a, is a guy who, who does that but a then lot. It does become, that, kind of, that kind of peak RPO. But where, then it doesn't, come up, it doesn't become RPO when you're in the center. It becomes a damn option. <laughs> Essentially, because he's not really trying to hand the ball off, you know, right? Or if he is handing the ball off, it's on a dive or something, then you might as well run play action, right? But when you see the concept of what now these offenses are doing, where they're running that kind of read option, and, you know, some quarterbacks have the ability to pull it and keep it. Mac doesn't have that, but what Mac wants to do is – ride that fake out to bring up coverage and throw the ball behind it. Yep. So that's what the non-running quarterbacks want with the RPO. But the majority of the league is in shotgun anyways. Yeah. So I don't want to hear, well, he's not, He's always in shotgun is the reason why. No, the problem becomes, and that's why I ask, I think a, you know, a big part of it is because of maybe Matt Patricia's lack of knowledge with the offense then leads to lack of creativity. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking and, about. And then yeah. that becomes – that becomes they want to run the same place. But we see Josh McDaniels doing he's we thought he was the best offensive coordinator to ever call the game. How yeah, many times saying, how many times good. We, I mean we criticized him though right, a lot. But you know, how third many down ta- Brandon Bolden. Like, third right, down Brandon Bolden yeah. toss routes. Like, what's he doing in and, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm watching the Raiders game. Oh yeah, yeah. Third down we're running Brandon Bolden on toss routes. Like yeah. offensive coordinators get caught in and, and I always say this and people are like, it's no different than when you play Madden. You have your, you have your, no, seriously. It's right, it's right you, there for you. You have your go-to play yeah. that you're like, oh, I need a first down. Every man. every time you see that play come up, you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm running that. But that's what real coordinators are like at the NFL level. They have their specific yeah. plays, and I've been part of that before. And as a player, you have that thing. If it's third and five, it's third and four, I'm like, okay, let me run the option route here. That's my route that I want to run because I know man coverage. I'm going right. to be able to I'll get, this, I'll get to the sticks if it's zone, and if it's man-to-man, I know I'll be able to beat him and read him. You get inside the red zone. Mm. We saw, I used to love running this jerk route inside the 10-yard uh-huh. line. Yeah. Or what yeah. they call, you see a lot of tight ends like to run, the uh, they call it the nod play, the five-yard out and up play. Mm. So all players, or even like coaches, they have their specific plays. Just hoping for a certain play call. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and like, oh, let's run this play here. But the problem becomes is when – you start to go, where's the creativity off this specific route? So where's the creativity for one? So that's what I was talking about with the whole shotgun thing because there isn't a lot of creativity. Basically, no. you're, you're going you're gonna to run a certain play. You're going to do that. There's also, like, they have their RPO package is a bubble screen. Yeah. They have not figured out how to run route combinations off of that. I also have a question. What is their go-to play? 
And what is their go? What is their go-to play in the red zone? It, oh, right. oh, the red zone. Red zone. They don't have a go-to. The red zone go-to play is turn around and hand it to Ramondre. Ramondre Stevenson seems to be the go-to play. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like last year, Hunter Henry was such a big factor in the red zone. He had nine touchdowns. All right. of them came inside the twenty. Now yep. it's like you know, yeah, he's they had two games where they threw it to him total. Well, and that becomes that becomes, and this is where I say this is where it becomes more of Matt Patricia, the lack of creativity. The lack of being able to say, okay, let me utilize guys and their skill sets and, and see you. Because the same goes for defense. They have certain coverages that they love to run. Mm-hmm. And we know it as players. Like, there is so much. And whether it's a Josh McDaniels or whether it's a Matt Patricia, when they start off at the bottom, we call them do boys, right? Yep. You know, do whatever it is yep. I tell you Make to do. Make copies, get coffee. And, and most yeah. of the time, the do boys, you know what they're doing? They're going through hours and hours and hours and hours of watching film to hand players, here's what they here's what they like to run on first down. Here's the percentage of yeah. it. So you play the percentages of it. Patriots got to be the easiest team to prepare for. You, you know, you every think- every defensive coordinator, and that's why we remember when Vance Joseph. Yeah. Now again, the Cardinals stink, and he probably should have been talking right. trash, but still, he made the point. He's like, yeah, it's like a defensive guy's calling plays, and he laughed. He right. like laughed like three times. Like how many times before? And I even asked Bill Belichick this question when we were, uh, you know, gr- you know, we talked to him every uh, every Monday on the Great Hill Show, and I said to him, Bill. I know that you try to use Marcus Jones in a way of yeah. getting him involved, and I know it's got to be difficult because now he's playing the majority of snaps on defense. Yeah. But you want to be careful on offense to not just utilize him where, oh, every time 25 comes he's in the game, the ball. He's, but he's getting it on a quick bubble screen, right? And or he's getting it on this quick uh, wide rec- uh, running back, wide receiver tunnel screen. So he's either getting it on a quick screen or they put him in motion and throwing a little swing pass to him. So – it must be, and I asked him, it must be hard because you don't have him a lot to say, let's use him in an area where we might run him down the middle of the field as a decoy. But you can't do that because you don't have no, enough time. he's out there, he's getting the ball. And he won't be out there today. If you've missed it, Marcus right. Jones, Jack Jones, Devontae Parker, Jonu Smith have all been ruled out. we got a number of guys questionable. Hunter Henry, Jonathan Jones, Jalen Mills, Ramondre Stevenson, Tyquan Thornton will have the full – uh, injury or inactives coming out at 1130 today and no Tua for Miami. That was a couple days ago. We knew that, but no Jack Jones, no Marcus Jones. That's massive. We'll get to that impact coming up in a little bit, but going back to Mac Jones, another stat I saw was I think he's the worst quarterback against the blitz. Yeah. His numbers are terrible against the blitz. How much of that? And we talked about all of the crap around him, but how much of that in particular is just on the quarterback? Well, see, I, See, I think a lot of it is on the quarterback, right? Because it's your job as a quarterback and as a a specialist, a receiver, tight end, running back, whatever it is, to be able to identify and pick up the blitz. Got it. So when a team blitzes, you know, this is deep dive football. Get in here. This is a football show. Yeah, deep dive. We're in the weeds here. Now's the time. Football 101. (laughs) The blitz usually – usually a team will give it away. Right, because they have to. They know this. If they're running a zone blitz, there's gonna be a wide open area there where somebody could take advantage to. So somebody's gonna have to cheat over to make sure they get to that area. And or if they're running a man blitz, it's pretty easy to tell. You know, kind of the way that they're doing it. And then if you sprinkle a little bit of motion in mm-hmm. there, so it, it's really on the players to be able to see this and maybe hold the play or know. And, and this is the thing I wonder being from watching this offense. Remember when you used to see Brady point at a guy and then point at one guy or point at two guys? He was basically telling that person that if these two guys come, you have to run a sight adjustment or break your route off because yep. it's a blitz and um, there's going to be a free runner. When's the last time we've seen that? 
and that and that's a big thing because we get on this offense a lot of time for not having easy outlets for Mac Jones, whether it's a hot route or the check down is like to the sideline and all other four routes are 15 yards past the sticks or whatever. But how much of that is on Mac Jones and the receiver being like, OK, look, let's. Hold up a second. Okay, mm-hmm. so so go ahead and like like you said, dummy count or, or just hold it, right? Get them to give away the game and then you say, Okay, look, let's change this up. You you saw that, right? Right. right. This, the, the bandit. You know, that's what we call well, a bandit. Well, yeah, so so it's like bandit, you know that guy's coming, you just scoot in right behind him, bam. And I wonder how much is on Matt Patricia in the sense, because I remember when 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 what Charlie used to do, Charlie Weiss, and we used to have a specific place where we would say, Okay, like on this specific play. You're the hot guy. So you're the guy that has to be on the same page with the quarterback to know, like, okay, if these guys come. And then you got to be smart enough to know, like, it's two guys he's pointing at. But if the two guys he point out, if one of them comes and then another guy comes from a different area, that's still two guys. You can't be like, oh, if 54 and uh, 58 come, those are the – no, it becomes – Two guys right. from, and I don't want to give people like, oh my god! It yeah, be- yeah, yeah. It becomes the two guys can change. It just means yeah. if these two guys right. come, I got to break it's it like, off. It's pre-snap reading the defense, right? And, and that's why I, you know, you go back a few years ago, and I know they shut off the the headset at a certain point in the play clock, fifteen seconds. But everybody's talking about, you know, <clears throat> the Rams, for example, when Jared Goff was a the quarterback, they'd break the huddle early enough so Sean McVay could help assess yep. what was going on. And now you got to imagine, like, is Matt Patricia really helping Mac but Jones it, that much? It, in that, or in he's trying to, but maybe. Maybe he's getting waved off. Or maybe, right, exactly. He's getting waved off. Right, exactly. and, and this becomes, it, it's really not that difficult. And this is where I It sit, shouldn't be. It yeah, shouldn't they're be making it look because pretty Because it, usually what they do is, is like, as an O-line, they say, okay, we're going to block these four and this one extra guy because there's five guys to block, right? So they usually determine who the four down are. And then who's the middle linebacker? They always point to him. Hey, Mike is 52, right? So you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. O-line knows we have. The four down, whoever they determine those four down to be, plus 52. Those are the guys we're blocking, and we got to figure out how we're going to block that best. And then if you have a running back or a tight end in for protection, he becomes okay. He then has the next guy based on protection. It isn't that difficult to kind of figure that out. It almost seems like if you're doing bad against the blitz, as a quarterback, you're not picking it up. And then the other part is if there's free runners, Mm -hmm. is the old line missing it? Like and that's the other thing. How yeah. much is the old yeah, line? They certainly have a time. Yeah, because because it, it looked like there there were some protection like slide issues mm-hmm. where where like a dude was coming off the right side. Connor McDermott just didn't pick him up, and, right. he, and, he, and he's coming in scot free. Matt that, Jones is not getting away from and that, that. And yeah. that becomes well, is that guy? Is that guy a guy that Mac has to account for? That we know if he comes, there's nobody there to protect him. Because well, that's just it. I mean, there's on. always you know like the jailbreak where even Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers right. just has to eat there, it. There's, there's, like, oh, a, like there's an unblocked. Yeah, there, there, yeah. There's too many coming. You can't protect right. all of them. There's nothing you can do. But, about. It but seems in a like 15 game sample size, yeah. when you're dead last against, and the it blitz, seems like it's always happening with New England, and that becomes a problem. So that's why it becomes more of I think on the players to understand okay where the blitz concepts are. Okay, I got a fun stat for y'all that you're going to love, okay? So be minimum 37 dropbacks, so like 20% of, of whatever. Mac Jones has the worst passer rating in the league against the Blitz at 56.1. Now, before we react to that, uh-huh. who's the best passer in the league with that 37 dropback minimum? 
Who's oh, the, who's, Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi, <laughs> 121.8 uh, passer rating. Better yeah. than, just slightly better than Tua Tungavailoa's 117.9. That's hilarious. like a robot. That's hilarious. It is funny, though, that that conversation has gone away, even though yeah. the team and Mac Jones hasn't played very well. Nobody's really called for Bailey Zappi. No. It's almost as if the second half against the Bears game, everybody's like, all right, we're done I, with this. I, Although, like, two of the best offensive performances by a quarterback this year were the two Bailey Zappi well, full I, starts. I think you, you get the Zappi. Mm, well, one the, of them was. Yeah, the, one the, of them, the, the Cleveland the, game Yeah, because the one of them. Detroit, they only scored one yeah, touchdown. Yeah, the, the one right. of them was, was Nick Folk game. But, yes, right. the, I mean, the Cleveland, Cleveland game, game. The, the, the two best quarterback games, at least by passer rating. I know people kind of sure. have varying degrees how much you put stock into it. But the best game of the season was Mac Jones's uh, performance against the Vikings. And right behind right be behind it yeah. was the was the uh, Bailey Zappi Cleveland Browns and, game. and I think a lot of the issue I think a lot of the you'll still get the Zappi chance when the offense is playing poorly. Let me just say today, you know, Kyrie mentioned last home game. They're certainly not going to be hosting any playoff games. But if I, they I make think it's the last home game is your last opportunity to either cheer Mac Jones, boo Mac Jones, right. cheer and the it, offense, boo it, the offense. It'll probably whatever. be a, it'll probably be a lot of booing based on what yeah, we've seen in, in, re, in recent times. I agree. But Christian Foyer was spot on with this one, and I, I and when he said it, I was like, ah, I wasn't really sure if I was on board, but he said that you won't see Zappy again, and this was... Yeah, this he was, was right. He, and well, I, at least it seems like he's had yeah. two, week, two more weeks to, to but, really prove that out, but it seems like that's, that's I the mean, case. if you didn't do anything when you were down 22 nothing against Cincinnati... Or even the Raiders game when he was bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right, that was sort of missed in the crazy ending. Yeah, you're probably like, you know what, man, they probably moved on where it's where he's saying, you know, Mac Jones gives us the best chance of winning. Yeah. Well, the next Mac Jones question, and we'll do it when we come back, is, is he a dirty player and does it matter? Because there's been a few plays. He's been getting fined now, mm-hmm. so put it on the list. Bill Belichick was asked about it throughout the week. So is he a dirty player? We'll come back. We'll answer that question here on WEEI Football Sunday. WEEI Football Sunday, Keith Wiggy and Kyrie Thompson today in for Gresh. We are broadcasting to you from our Best Yet Brand Studios. It's the Helix Esports at Patriot Place, just steps away from Gillette Stadium. And this segment is brought to you by the VA New England Healthcare System. Are you a veteran? VA New England Healthcare provides state-of-the-art healthcare benefits to those who served our country. Call 844-VA-CARES and learn more about the benefits you earned and deserve. Call 844-VA-CARES. Kyrie, let me start with you. Is Mac Jones a dirty player? All right. Tell me if you think that this is too much equivocating. Okay. But I'll say this. Oh, that's a big one. Hey, hey we don't usually talk yes. like that here on first the show. Yeah, no. <laughs> first, first, what you got to do, my man, is tell me what that <laughs> word means so then I know if it's too much equivocating. Yeah, it, it, yeah if, if, it, if, I, if I'm trying to make too many excuses. Okay. You know all what right, I mean? If I'm trying mean. to give him too much benefit of the doubt. Like, you know what the hell does equivocating mean? I'll take that as an insult. I'm not going to bit my thumb at you. I'm not going to know how to follow this conversation when I don't know what the hell that means. No, sorry. Go ahead. It's that, it's that nerd science background. <laughs> you know, right. I'm sorry, That's but okay. Right. So, so, so check this out. Yes. So I am not. I I feel like I don't think he's a dirty player. Like I feel like when I think of a dirty player, I think of somebody who is like Dominic too. Yes, <laughs> I'm thinking about somebody who is like kind of yeah. recklessly trying yeah. to hurt you. Like it, it, maybe it's not necessarily. Oh yeah, like if I want to be illegal perfect. all the time. Y- yes. yes, like somebody who's just like I. I will hit you late. I will no. hit you in the head. I will stomp on you when you're on the ground. I'll, I'll twist your ankle. You know, like, like like purposefully at the bottom of a pile, like just because. When I think of Matt Jones, I think of him being in a bunch of now. Now the the spikes up. 
you know, uh, uh, you know, groin shot on Jaquan Brisker. That one I, I got got a little Oof. bit. That might not fit. That might not fit yeah, this that's, bill. That's dirty. That might, yeah, that, I was gonna say. I, I don't think that fits this bill I'm talking about. But I feel like in other situations, like the Brian Burns tackle and twist your ankle, uh-huh. or even this play that, that he play. made, uh-huh. which uh-huh. yeah, I know, which which is a which was a terrible play. People were trying to be like, oh yeah, he's just trying to stop him from getting a Taekwon. I'm like, he's not catching Taekwon. <laughs> no, he runs a four two. He's how not doing many, nothing. How many dirty plays Does is it, one player allowed to have yes, until before, they're a dirty player? Yeah. I, I feel like it's it's almost like he's not trying to hurt you, but he's he's allowing his frustration over yeah. whether he screwed up or a play went sideways and he's just like, Oh, I got I gotta do something. It's like it's some weird hardo thing yeah. where oh yeah, I got I gotta make a play here and he's making it worse. He is making it worse. So he's like, making he is making it worse. So I don't know if I can say dirty player, but I will say kind of a dumb player. Okay. Dumb. Go dumb player. Because, like, uh, Grayson Allen, for example. Yes. He's a guy going back to his days at Duke and even in the NBA. Oh, he was doing he's, that on purpose. Yes. He's doing it on purpose. He's he's tripping you. He's doing all this stuff to you. He's clearly a, a dirty player. Right. He's saw he forearm shivered uh, yeah. DeMar DeRozan oh, yeah. in the back right. of the head yeah. the other day. Mac Jones, meanwhile, it this is just the end of his second year. And right. he already has a few of these on the list. So, I think it's difficult for a quarterback to be a dirty player. Yeah. Right? Because, like, they're not it, – it's like Rodney right. Harrison or Vontez Perfect have, what, 60 chances to make right. a tackle in a game or whatever. Like, they're, they're making contact all the time. If you boil it down to the chances where Mac Jones could actually do something dirty, right. like, the percentages are kind of high. Well, it, so, I'm wondering <laughs> if he's, he's kind of closer yeah, to that. Yeah, if he's on that line. You know, yeah. He's getting kind of close. And also, did, what did you guys think of Bill Belichick not answering that question this week? Yeah, that was interesting. That was very, very interesting. I don't think he wanted to get into the whole, right. the whole. Okay, is he? You know, what coach wants to answer the question about his player being potentially a dirty player? But if the player's not, isn't it an easy answer? Well, let's did- let's say he's not dirty, but he is a little messy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been a good answer. I don't oh, think Bill's going there. So I, I don't think yeah. Bill wanted to kind of go down that road because he's probably thinking to himself, like, Mac, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. Right. Like, you know, like, you know, and I think uh-huh. he's probably seeing in some of those situations where. But if he was asked, like, hey, uh, you know, let's say Devin McCourty had like a random play where, you know, he helmet to helmet, something right. he never does, but he does it. And he was asked, is he a dirty player? Do you think Bill's going to go, well, I don't really know. No, I I'm think pretty sure he would say he'd no. be, be like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, right. He would be like, who, I think De- Bill, Devin? No, like, Bill, I think Bill, knowing Bill, he would still kind of be like, listen, I'm just focused on Miami. I don't yeah, really want to. Okay. You, you know what I mean? So I, I, I think, just feel like you can add this to the list of what has been a incredibly strange season for Mac Jones. Yeah, Go well, back to he, his injury and how Bill wouldn't answer questions about the injury. He is Grayson Allen-like. I mean, let's be honest. It is kind of closer to Grayson Allen than it should be. I, I mean, yeah. and, and, and the other thing I think about when I call him a dumb, yes, he is way too. He, he is way too. He is way, yes. He's like got Grayson Allen well, and Marcus Spot sprinkled well, together. He, <laughs> well, touch you, him on the sideline. He's flopping. He's flailing. Well, you, you think about that uh, play. So, so he's had a couple where he'll like run to the sidelines. He'll try to like lean into you so he'll get the the late hit out of bounds. But on that play mm-hmm. with with Eli Apple, it doesn't get shown on the broadcast. But he trips Apple up, and then he lays on the ground for a second. And Apple comes and tries to to knock him in the head. He takes a real what swing at him. This was the play where he went low on. Yeah, when he went low on him, oh, so yeah. it does it doesn't get picked on the cameras. Okay. But I saw saw it from the press box. Yeah, that was Apple dirty. comes and swings at him. Jones avoids it, and then he's over here pointing to the referee like, "Hey, you see yeah, what yeah, he did?" Right, and right. I'm like, "Oh my God, you got to be kidding like, me!" Like, there's a difference between walking the line of playing on the edge, 
right? Yeah. Where some guys play on the edge. Like Rodney played on the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't dirty, but he played like, yo, you could better, hey, you around him, he's looking to take your head off, right? Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a difference of that versus like a guy who, you know, is dirty and going out his way, knowing like, it's like the interception. Like, Bro, it's way over there. And it's worse you for You don't have to peel back and try to take my head off. I'm nowhere near the, the To me, it's because they're the most protected guys on the field. It's even worse. Yeah, right. It's one thing for a yes. safety or a linebacker to be dirty because you're like, listen, I got to play her this way right. or I'm going to get hurt well, you or whatever. But you like got to play in that, like, yeah, like you said, on like on the edge, like in that dark place, like, hey, look, <laughs> there's there going to be collisions, yeah. and, and I'm going to get you before well, you but get you, me. You don't really like – the reason why with quarterbacks is you don't really see it. Like in Dominic. Yeah, they don't have that many opportunities, right. and that's why I think yeah. any, if, as soon as you have more than one with a quarterback, you're like, huh? And now right. he has, what, three or four? Right. Yeah, and, four. And we, yeah. And, we, and we all as players, we do things like the second one I give him a pass for because when we're on the bottom of the pile and we're trying to get the football, there are a lot of things that we sure. do down there yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's that, gonna get that you would yeah. be like, oh, wait a second. This will get you a couple years in most states, <laughs> right? <laughs> all right, yeah. So we'll put a pin in this because Tommy Kern from NBC Sports Boston will join us next as we uh, get closer to kickoff between the Patriots and Dolphins. This is WEEI Football Sunday.